This is the Cash Value Solutions Podcast, where your hosts, Jason Polmeyer and Kyle Mann, shed light on little-known money truths to help you take control of your financial future and become your own banker. Subscribe, rate, and review the show, and check us out at CashValueSolutions.com. Hey Welcome back to the Cash Value Solutions Podcast again this week. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Kyle, do you want to get us started? Yeah, this week we're going to talk about something that's often talked about in the IBC world, which is, you know, you put in so many dollars and man, you're getting a bunch more back and why that's just a little bit misleading. Yeah. It's, uh, to give, you know, like a, a common phrase that we hear often is, you know, the policy is getting more efficient, which I I agree it is, but man, look at this down here. You know, you're putting in $1 and you're getting $4 back. Mm -hmm. And like Kyle said, we think that's a little bit misleading, um, and we want to just be very transparent about what's going on here and help you understand uh, if an agent is talking to you about this, and yeah. you know what what's really going on. So it's mm-hmm. it's actually very very simple, very simple. And we have an example here off an illustration, and this particular person was paying in twenty four thousand dollars a year, year one. They had access to, you know, seventeen thousand seven hundred dollars. So they, they had access to less than one dollar. Yeah. They paid in a dollar, they got less than a dollar back. And if you go down ten years into the policy, when they pay in um twenty four thousand dollars, they actually have access or the policy grew by thirty six thousand eight hundred dollars. So what about a dollar fifty ish? Yeah. There? S- somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. If we go clear down to the end of the funding period, so the last year when they were were 67 and the 39th year of the policy, they paid in $24,000 and the policy grew by $157,000. Wow, that's a lot more than $4. Yes. In that. (laughs) Yep, it is. (laughs) But then if we look at the next. Here's the mind bending thing right here. Yeah. We look at the next year and we just reduce paid it up. So there's no base premium or anything being paid. So zero dollars into the policy. And I just want to iterate, it's not that they couldn't pay in if they yeah. didn't want to. It's this is an illustration. Yeah, exactly. Um, so zero dollars paid in, and the policy grew by a hundred and forty one thousand nine hundred dollars. Holy cow, they paid in nothing and they got a hundred and forty one thousand. That's a lot better than paying a dollar in and getting four dollars back, isn't Infinite it? Infinite return. Holy smokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what in the heck is going on here? Like what? What happened? Well, it's not magic. It's simply, you know, under uninterrupted compound interest. Yeah. The so the policy in the beginning in the first year, there was the the policy was not there was nothing there. There mm-hmm. was no policy, there was no cash value, right? Yeah. So the only thing that showed up was money that you paid in premium. No compound very little compounding had happened, I guess. I mm-hmm. mean, that that money had grown for a year, but there's commissions and you know other insurance expenses and whatnot that sure you know that we've gone over that before not all that money shows up in the first year so why it gets to be this massive number like we said at age 67 in this example was look at all that money you know not only premium that we've paid in every single year but all the compounding and interest that has been earned you know, all that money is growing along with 
the $24,000 that you paid in premium that year. Yeah. So you combine those things and it's like, whoa, that that's a lot. The policy grew by a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that example, how much at age 67, how much premium had been paid into the policy? Uh, $936,000. Okay. And then there was all the interest on top of that, mm-hmm. plus the 24000 you paid in. So you start to see, whoa, I mean, there was a lot of money earning interest there. And that is why when people tell you you paid in a dollar and you got four back, for example, that's why. Yeah. It's not... I think the thing that is misleading about it is people will make it sound like, well, you know, you could just go out and borrow some money to get this premium paid on your life insurance policy, Kyle. And then in a month, you know, this is going to turn into $4. So you can go out and pay that loan back off. But now you've got this policy that has all this more cash value in it. You yeah. Know? Whatever you paid in times four. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's pretty misleading um, because that was after a whole year of that policy compounding mm-hmm. and earning, you know, the guaranteed interest plus dividends at the end of the year. Yeah. That, that it doesn't just happen to where, and I'll just use a, a round number, you pay in $10,000 and $40,000 shows up. No. It's, it's a slow process that you see happening throughout the year. And actually on online portals now, I mean, you can literally watch it if you want to every day. Um, but it's, it's not this thing that, um, I don't know how that ever got brought up, but it's just like, it's, it's made out to be this thing that it's not, yeah. I think. It gets made out to be like a magic money machine. And, the life insurance policy. Yes. And it's obviously not, and it obviously doesn't need to be. It just does what it does, and it's just very simple to understand. Comp- like, I guess what's hard for us to understand is since we're accustomed to using savings accounts, checkings, checking accounts, and things like that, is we're always breaking that compound interest. Mm-hmm. And so it's so hard to understand, man, if you have a dollar into a policy, and then that you know, it doesn't get, t- like, it, it always is earning interest. Like, that amounts to a whole lot over your lifetime. Exactly. It's, you know, uh, the concept that I like to illustrate on a graph, and of course, we don't have a video video here, so I'll just try to explain this as best I can, is when we're using a, a savings account, we typically build up enough money to the point where we can pay for something. Say it's a, a gun or a car or whatever it is. We save up that much money, and then guess what? We got it, so we spend the account down to nothing. Then we start over again. Yep, back to zero. So not only is the savings account hardly earning any interest, but we completely interrupted the interest that it was earning by spending that money. And then the taxes interrupt that interest too. Absolutely. Uh, debtors go through this same thing You know, when they borrow money. They borrow money uh, to purchase something, and then they pay it back over, you know, three years, five years, seven years, maybe 30 years. And once that's paid off, they typically borrow more. Now, only the caveat I'll add to that is people tend to just keep taking out more loans too before (laughs) they have one paid off. But you see, they're working back to zero as well. You know, the saver was always working down to zero. They're always trying to come back up to zero. Mm -hmm. They're just working on opposite sides of the line. Yeah. And with infinite banking, what we're doing is we're always growing that, we're building off of zero, okay? We're paying premiums, 
every single year, every month, whatever it is, however we set up your policy, building up that money. And then whenever we need to use it, borrow against it. So we pull it down a little bit, but we just borrowed against it. So it's still earning and we systematically pay that back then. Mm-hmm. Um, so in, instead of working back to zero, you're working back up to where you were before by paying off the loan that your policy was collateral for. And it's the same process as any other process. You're just doing it in something you own to control. Absolutely. You do this when you take loans. You do this when you pay cash. You just don't realize it. Yeah. We're just adding a system here that's more efficient. Yeah. Also kind of keeps you honest, too. Um, Because you're seeing the cost of the money by the interest that you're paying to the insurance company. There's also then an outstanding loan that you can see is there. Like when you're just pulling 10 grand out of savings account, like it's just buy, poof. You don't see an interest expense that you know yeah, you could the, have been earning. The bank isn't sending you a statement that says you owe us this much more money, and by the way, here's how much interest. Yeah, that is accrued against it. It's I never thought about this before, but it's kind of like using a brokerage account um, with your uh, with your grain, your commodities. Instead of selling at the elevators, if you make a, a bad sale, you know, and the market keeps going up, you don't really see like, well, man, I could have had this much more money. But when you trade on the board and you have a an account, you can really see like, whoa, I made that sale and the market's gone up. Man, I could have yep. made another $4,000. Like it, it puts, either way, it's the same sale. Yes, absolutely. But you physically see it because somebody is calculating it mm-hmm. now for you. So, And that's why some people find it hard to pay lots of premium is there's, you know, they're, they like seeing that money in their checking account and, and they then, can spend that money without ever accruing a loan against yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. And then we but have what to, are they giving up? They're giving up interest. They're giving up death benefit. They're giving, I mean, opportunity cost. Yep. That's really what we're talking about here. Yeah. We need to understand that there is opportunity cost, which you and I, I mean, we were at a point where it's like opportunity cost. What are you talking about? You know, we're never taught about that especially like in the ranching industry, you know, we're not taught, we're not taught about like making our own hay and feeding it to cows and like having to charge yourself market price for that. Hay. cause there's that cost, whether you're, you know, absolutely appreciate that equipment. Yeah, exactly. And whether you recognize it or not, it's there, you know, it's the same thing with your money. Absolutely. And another thing that I believe going back to that example is people don't take into effect, like what's the impact on that land too. Whereas if you could have been hauling in somebody else's hay and nutrients and organic matter, spreading that out on your land, you're harvesting that off your land. So there's some cost as well with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's just a matter of being able to see it, you know, and so that's part of the reason why this system keeps you honest. Um, but it, I mean, this is all very simple stuff. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know if euphemisms is the right word but you know we all have these like parables that we talk in and ways of telling stories about how life insurance works and then it it just becomes confusing mm-hmm. to potential clients and prospects that want to do this they're like well man now I got to research this cuz I don't understand what that means when when really just like we explained here I mean this is extremely simple everything that's going on yeah and it's it's simple also once you like understand it and are exposed to it and 
that's what this podcast is about is exposing you to these ideas. And we didn't create all these ideas. We're not the geniuses behind these ideas. You know, we've stumbled upon them and then have implemented them in our own lives and then are just sharing that with you guys so that, because you're going to use this sort of information that Nelson, you know, created or whoever created in a little different way than we are, or maybe a completely different way. Yeah, it doesn't work the same for everybody because everybody has their own way of doing things. There's never a one-size-fits-all system that works, and that's why, like, communism and soci- socialism never works. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Bringing politics into well, this just, now, Kyle. I'm huh? just saying, but <laughs> one-size-fits-all just never works, and we recognize that, and we hope that you can too. So. so does that also mean that just having the freedom to do what you want with your policy and not having penalties and restrictions and those things also allows you to build a system and use it how you want to. Yeah. I mean, what, instead of being told how to do it, like I mean, we aren't going to tell you how no. to use your policy. The insurance company isn't either. That's worth something. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. Like who knows you better than you? Is what, it, a, what a thought process. Is like, it big, big daddy government? Do they know what's <laughs> right for you compared to you? I mean, it's like in Nelson's book, he talked about, you know, uh, free people contracting with uh, other free people to do what they want. What I a mean, beautiful system. How, I mean, you can choose who you want to work with. There is, there's agents that you can choose from, insurance companies that you can choose from. You can choose what you use your policy for, whether you take a vacation with it or you take advantage of a real estate opportunity, mm-hmm. invest in your business. I mean, yeah, <laughs> all those things are up to you. And that's, the whole beauty of this process and why we believe in it so much and why we felt compelled to start this business was there's so much BS information out there on money, business, life insurance. Like it just isn't, it's not right that all this stuff can get railed on like this without there being as many people out there to try and to counteract it. And like, well, yeah, to spread the real truth about these things. I mean, if you can get past the words life insurance and just start researching infinite banking, you know, holy smokes, I think that you're going to have like a smoke screen pulled away from your vision and like see with more clarity. Like Nelson talked about, this is this is a totally different paradigm what you're being exposed to here. Nobody talks about this. No. You know, I mean, something that was very common was, you know, the envelope system. You know, put money in here and you delegate it towards this and you know you spend that envelope to what right down to zero yep and then you start building back again yep my goodness i mean yeah and you're gonna be learning this whole time too i mean we are still learning what we're doing like for like policy wise and things like that like learning our risk tolerance for business ventures and how much premium we can pay and things like that like you're never going to know everything about this and you're always going to be growing which is which is the goal yeah nelson um used an analogy with fruit and uh he was talking about how you always want to be maturing because what happens if fruit isn't maturing it's dying it's it's rotting so what what's happening to us i mean you see it oftentimes when people retire like whether they're so sharp and you know and in decent shape i mean that's hard to find people that are in excellent shape in America these days with the horrible food habits that we have. Mm -hmm. But I mean, once you're 
not working and applying yourself anymore, it's like you start to deteriorate. Absolutely. And, you know, these people, I mean, you just, every year you compile more and more knowledge. And, you know, we're taking those people or percentage of them and they're coming out of the workforce. It's like, man, all that knowledge that those people had is just being lost. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they haven't taught anybody, you know, but I mean, you can only teach people so much. It's mm-hmm. it's why you're always learning, why we're always learning about infinite banking and, and life insurance and, you know, money. And it, it's just a, a process and it takes a long time to accumulate all that knowledge. I mean, you can be the smartest person in the world, but lack wisdom. Yeah. If you don't use that knowledge, what's it do? Like another thing that Nelson talks about Use it or lose it. If you aren't using your talents, your gifts, you know, your knowledge, like you're going to lose it all and it's not going to be worth anything. If you aren't using your IBC design policy, you're going to forget why you're doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And it'd be easy to forget if you're not constantly educating yourself. I mean, you and I, we listen to IBC or just whatever financial related, you know, topics Probably over half the podcasts I listen to. Yeah. I mean, daily, constantly trying to, you know, grow and figure this stuff out and keep going and just improve everything. I mean, and that's, that's the mindset you got to be at. Like, I don't know anybody who's super successful, who isn't constantly growing and trying to learn and trying different things and talking to people more successful than them and things like that. Yeah, and I, and I will say, like, that's not always easy, too, because a common thing that Kyle and I talk about is, man, like, people will write these books, like, that are 250, 300, 500 pages, or they'll have two-hour-long podcasts, and it's like, man, there's, like, one gold nugget in there, and yeah. you had to spend all that time to get that one nugget. Yep. And, you know, the reason that people talk about this is, I mean, that people are coming in from all different bases of knowledge and experiences and stuff, so things relate to people differently and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. I mean, that, I mean, I will 100% um, let everyone know, like some of that stuff is painful. Like it's, (laughs) it's like you want the knowledge, but you have to go through so much stuff that you either know already or, you know, things that you aren't really interested in to find it. And it's like, man, that's, that's difficult sometimes. Well, what do they say? uh, No pain, no gain. Yeah. I mean, we can't just get everything for free and, um, you know, spend zero time or things like that, you know, to gain this knowledge too. Yeah, you got to pay to learn too. I mean, that's... You're going to pay one way or the other. You're either going to pay in dollars or you're going to pay in experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's... Yeah. We're learning that at a young age. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not that there isn't a lot of wins along the way, but... No, um, yeah, absolutely. It, Yeah, it's... And if you're not messing up, you're not doing anything. So how do you learn if you're not... Yeah. doing something so yeah we had a neighbor uh this is when i used to work um as a farmhand and he told me that if you aren't messing things up you aren't trying very hard mm-hmm. and i mean while you don't want to accept that i mean there's a lot of truth to it absolutely so anyways we got a little off topic but i think that was still good podcast kyle what do you think yep i think so better wrap this one up so if you guys have any questions or anything reach out to us and if there's any uh topics you like covered also let us know on that too so thanks guys and we'll be back next week see you next week 
This was the Cash Value Solutions Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Check us out at cashvaluesolutions.com. And don't forget to tune in next week.